We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Absolutely Epic Early Week Podcast. I'm your host, Dean. It's 70 out of four. If you want to get all technical on me, it is week five. We're at the quarter pole. Uh, four weeks down. Well, I guess 17 to go. So four is probably the appropriate math if you want to get all technical on me. Usual suspects are back leading off. It's a... Uh, we got, we got a guy, pretty good OBP, and a pretty good on-base percentage. He's already popped about the, his Dodgers getting in the, the playoffs, or I guess moving on, advancing, and winning the division. It's one Bobby Five. Bobby, how's a – I know it's not a baseball podcast, but we talked about a free show. Bobby, how, uh, how's your night doing? Hey, tonight it's all about the Dodgers for me until we have the show. Uh, I'm excited. We've got the division finally. This team is too talented. Uh, hopefully can run away with this National League, get right back where we belong in the World Series. But uh, on the football realm, good week, profitable week, not nearly as good as it should have been, which is how I felt about every week because every score you put up is like a score that would have won every tournament two years ago. Um, so right now, it's again, it's the same thing that we're looking towards towards next week. Uh, it's not about making the right play or the good play. It's about making the, the super home run play like everywhere because – you got to hit in a lot of spots. Like, you're going to need crazy scores to win. You need crazy stacks to win. It's doable. We're right there. But uh, a couple couple, indis, couple pieces, like, that didn't quite go in the right places cost me making a lot of money. But I'll take a small profit for another week. And, uh, again, excited about the Dodgers and excited for this next week to come. Grant, how about it? How was your week four? Mine, mine kind of like Bobby. Like, it was slightly profitable, but I feel like it should have been better. Uh, of course, I played Kamara, but I, I had a I faded Kamara most most of my tournaments. So if mistakes were made, uh, that did not end well. Uh, Grant, how about yourself? How did Week Four work out for you? And like as Bobby's saying, remember the whole the old like three X model? Like oh, but if this guy can just get me three X and we're shooting for one fifty, yeah, three X. But you were at the bottom this week, of course. Uh, the way scoring is these days, the way value was this, uh, this last week on DK. Maybe it'll change, you know, soon enough as far as uh, the prices kind of catch up with the talent. But Grant, how was your week four, and what's your uh, overall assessment? Is this, is this a is this a bad, or is this a, you know is there more points going to be scored going forward in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, the weekend actually went pretty good for me. Uh, I I made a little bit of money, not a whole lot, but I was just right there on a whole bunch of the cash lines, just one or two points out, but still managed to make money overall. So you know, not a bad weekend, but yeah, it's it's ridiculous how some of my cash game teams are consistently putting up two hundred. And sometimes 200 is barely enough to even cash. The, the scoring this year is just absolutely ridiculous um, because of the stupid rule changes. But you still have some teams that the rule changes haven't helped at all, like the Bills or the Cardinals or, 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 pretty, or even the Dolphins to some extent. Like they're still winning, but they're not really putting up a lot of points. Uh, just a lot of these teams like, that are able to score are able to score so much more. And these teams that weren't able to score are not even able to score anything now. Uh, I don't. Th- I think that's just bad coaching. Uh, I think it's the Jeff Fisher effect, even though it's not Jeff Fisher in a lot of these situations. So yeah, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of scoring this year. I feel like you we're kind of blaming De- Jeff Fisher for anything. Like, come yeah, on. the easiest thing to do. He's the biggest scapegoat ever because let's just he, ruined, it. he let's ruined. He ruined Case Keenum. He ruined Foles. He ruined Jared right. Goff. All right, we don't he want to the mustache. There's just no reason to start off with show with Jeff Fisher. He's a 70s porn star who was really good 
in the late 90s, early 2000s as a coach. Not so good for the extra 15 years that he was hired for. Let's just let it go. We don't need to talk about Jeff Fisher. Man, you not really hate Jeff Fisher. You really <laughs> hate Jeff Fisher on the LA Rams. Why were you so quick to defend Jeff Fisher? <laughs> I'm not defending him. I'm an LA Rams person, apparently. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think there's any reason that uh, this guy. He took it. I mean, what if the Titans would have? What if that play would have gone a half yard further? Like Dyson, oh, where, he was a great coach. It would have for a while. football history. We don't know. He what would have by. He's archaic. He's a dinosaur. Of course, yeah, he, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to adapt. That's what it is. We're not so, saying he was bad early on. We're saying he does not know how to adapt. Agreed. But there's better takes out there than talking about Jeff Fisher. That was my main point. I was comparing I was current coaches that can't adapt to De- Jeff Fisher. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's who go else on your family feud board, Bobby? It's not Jeff Fisher. Who else is on? Who's on your family feud board? Now, now I'm curious. Uh, Wait, I'm, curious. Like, I'm not defending Jeff Fisher. I, who do you want me to? Wait. So let's get this on record. Bobby thinks Jeff Fisher is one of the greatest coaches. Of all time. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> that's what, that's what no, I. No, I do not. All right, we should no, probably get to football. No. <laughs> to fantasy. Yeah, Timothy McVeigh. On the other hand, maybe, maybe. No, I'm just maybe, let's maybe. Let's go. We, uh, we talk pre-show. We're going to backload the silliness. We're going to backload the nonsense at the end of the show. Uh, typically, we've been revealing the answer to our question at the end of the previous podcast on the new podcast at the beginning. We're not doing that. We're going to answer, uh, well, uh, Grant's question they always ask at the end. We're going to answer that at the end. We're going to ask a new question for you guys. And if you guys stick around long enough, uh, you'll give yourself a shot at winning yourself a uh, luxurious, soft, and comfy Roto-Grinders t-shirt. There's a new question out there for you. And we're going to dive right in and talk football in just a second as far as this slate. But Grant, I'm told, I'm told you have a rant. Yeah, so uh, I went out to Ballast Point Brewery over in Long Beach this weekend. Beautiful brewery. Wonderful place. Um, worst, most ridiculous people I've seen. Uh, so, first of all, the, I get in there and they have this little ramp going down to things. And, you know, you're walking up a ramp or walking down a ramp and there's two or three people on the other side walking right next to each other. You generally move over to the side so that it makes a little way to go through. Nope, just, just three 21-year-old women taking up the entire ramp and just stand, like, right in front of me, waiting for me to move instead of one of them moving over. That's irrelevant. I'm just angry about that. But sitting out at a table, uh, first, the two people next to me were doing the weirdest things with their mouths I, I've ever seen in my entire life. But the other two people to my left, uh, they were on a first date is what I gathered because I was bored and listening. Um, <laughs> he went on a 10-minute spiel about how he reminds she reminds him of his mother and would then he repeatedly just kissed her cheek all the time. And you could just tell she was awkward about it. Like, oh, this guy is one of the worst people I've ever seen in my entire life. And I could not do anything but sit and listen to him the entire time and that was my entire evening was just listening to this guy <laughs> until we went out as, went to go get out on light up uh as pickup lines go or like flirting goes uh bobby you remind me of your mother that's like the jeff fisher of pickup lines that's pretty terrible right that, that was like that the whole that whole thing made me uncomfortable yeah you weren't say. sitting next to him you weren't sitting <laughs> next to him I, I feel like sitting next to this microphone talking to you is close enough and it was too much. That was a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel uncomfortable from your story, but um, yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, awkward segue into the main slate on DraftKings this week. <laughs> yeah, when you say mine, don't on... tell girls they remind you of their mother. Of your yeah, mother. there you go. That, that's the moral of the story. I think that's probably a good. They're always uh, great. They're always great, Grant. Dynamite all the time. That one just made me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I want you to feel what I felt. That is the goal of this podcast. We want Bobby to feel uncomfortable. And uh, maybe we'll get to that later on in the show. Hopefully uh, that'll happen as well. Uh, all right. So uh, we, we, of course, record us on a Monday night. So this is a first look, just kind of diving in. We, I, I don't know about you guys. I watched the Kansas City Denver game a good chunk of that. And, oh, man, Mahomes is a lot of fun, man. Do not get hurt. He's, he's like, it's impossible not to be a fanboy of Mahomes. That guy is ridiculous. Don't like him. Uh, we do not. You're a fan? Don't like him. Don't like him. Grant, get out of here with this nonsense. You're kidding, right? This is the anti-Todd Gurley. Just to be be contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian, you stupid idiot. Wow, this got harsh. 
Yeah, you're going to go against Mahomes. You win no, against- I'm just saying I don't like him. I'm allowed not to like him. I'm a Chargers fan. He's play- in the same division. I don't like him simply for the fact that I believe he's slightly overrated because of how Reed is so good. And when people say that quarterback how, is what? the greatest. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's the same problem I have with Tom Brady. It's the same problem I have to an extent with Jared Goff, although he was terrible for a while, so I can give him a free pass because he had well, to because go. because of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Well, there's literally nothing you can do if you have a good co- – in your mind, if you have a good coach, you can't do anything. And, and I think we actually agree on the guy we thought was the greatest quarterback ever. Like maybe, it's Peyton Manning. We all know that. Okay, so – and he ran his offense and all that stuff. But it, I don't understand, like, what – are these guys doing wrong? Like just he's, because, he's not doing anything wrong. I just I'm not required to like him. I'm not required to like him. I'm not saying he's a okay, bad quarterback. Enough. I'm not fair required enough. to like him. Fair Let's enough. Get football. Let's get to regular football. Fair enough. But give him. I called Mahomes every week on this show. You've sounded worse and worse about Mahomes. That's one. <laughs> Take the yell on Mahomes, Grant, and get over it. Oh, no, he's guys. better than I thought. He's definitely Take the L on Gurley too. L on Gurley. Yeah, I do. I do. You taking the L on RG three? Boom! Bringing it back to the same thing every yeah. week. Let's go. Yeah, but I'll, I'll also take the calls on Gurley and 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 Mahomes when nobody. Oh, I'll take my Mahomes W on Eckler then. I'll take my W on Eckler then. I like it. Right, we're we're going to back to the main slate. Yes, guys. Let's talk fantasy football. We're done here. Dean, <laughs> first topic. Uh, okay. Well, first topic is uh, there's a lot of games we're not going to be talking about. Well, Chicago and Tampa they don't play, so we're not talking about those guys. Not having a conversation about them. They're off week five. Uh, we don't talk about the Thursday night game. Indy, the wing one, uh, interesting. Uh, we're not going to talk about it. Edelman's going to be back, but we shall see how that goes down. Monday night is Washington and New Orleans. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram expected to come back. I'm curious how that goes down. But, again, we can just kind of sort of watch. And, again, we're just tackling the main slate. And we try to focus on DraftKings as well because, hey, uh, it's one site because, we're you know, Monday night, it's our first look. And also Dallas and Houston's a Sunday night game as well, too. So it is a smaller slate, Grant. Uh, I said to you, uh, we'll talk about it in a second as far as the value, I guess we kind of get to the end, but, you know, I don't think there's a lot of value popping. Like I was, you know, kind of messing around trying to get a shell lineup in my first look here. Of course, there are some monster totals because, you know, the, that's the NFL in 2018. You got Atlanta, Pittsburgh at 57, Oakland versus LA, uh, 53 and a half, the Rams versus Seattle, that's LA. Well, it's the Chargers who's LA the first one. I forgot there's two LAs. Uh, Seattle is in a, in a game that has a total over 50. When was the last time that happened? Uh, yeah, Miami City, 50 and a half. So uh, I'm curious to get your cheapies, but just overall thought as far as this, like, where, we, uh, where we look at. I mean, uh, I mean, you can obviously play the top price guys a little bit interesting with uh, Kamara's on the slate. It's a little bit interesting. you got always got Gurley, you've got Gordon, you've got McCaffrey, you've got Barkley, you've got Connor in a great receiving running back spot. So you always – want to get a few of those top running backs that you know are going to get consistent workloads on week-in, week-out basis. I mean, they're getting 10, 15, 20 rushes, but they're also getting 5, 10 targets pretty much on a week-in, week-out basis. So uh, those are always guys you want to try and force into your lineup. Um, I think that there is some decent value under 5K at the wide receiver and the running back position. I mean, I have to wait. It, it's obviously dependent on what happens later on in the week. And like even Yeldon is viable at 5.6, but could, a lot of people could go there. But Marshawn Lynch is what leading the league in rushing or close to it. He's getting 20 carries a week. He's getting four to five targets a week. He's going up against a Chargers team that is not a fantastic run team. Gruden seems to be just committed to running Marshawn Lynch on a consistent basis. And he's only 5.5 K people think he's old. So no one's going to go with him. but he's producing week in week out. We got McCoy priced at 4.9K, who had seven targets in the last game, so it looks like his quarterback's finally going to be throwing to him. Um, they're probably going to be coming from behind, and it could mean a lot of work for him in the passing game. Aaron Jones or whoever is could is supposed to be heavily involved in that Green Bay run offense. Uh, Green Bay is giving up 32% of their total targets of, or opposing team targets to running backs this year. And then we have the uh, Seattle run game of Carson or Mike Davis, depending on who's healthy. Uh, they finally got involved last week. Uh, they're going up against the Rams, who gives up a whole lot of targets to the running back. I mean, they're going to be coming from behind. It's strictly a GPP play, but I can see them being not too bad. And then wide receivers, D.D. Westbrook's going to crush this week. Yeah, you, you, uh, there was a lot you laid out there. Uh, Bobby, we'll chime in with those up on my one in a second. Bobby, chime in. What's your overall assessment of the slate? I did want to mention, I was talking about the, th- the teams and the games that are over 50 as far as the totals as of Monday night. 
And uh, we're saying Seattle's in a total that's over 50. So is Jacksonville, which, like, when was the last time the Jags have been in a total that has 51 and a half? Of course, they're playing Kansas City. And the aforementioned Mahomes is the GOAT. Well, you know, he's a baby GOAT, if nothing else, because the dude looks absolutely legit at this point in a small sample size. And it's going to be interesting to see. Well, and DK actually lowered the prices on Kansas City, too. But that's a really fun conversation we'll have soon enough. Bobby, what is your uh, just kind of overview of this slate? I think it's really interesting. I think the fact that there are some weird spots you don't look at, like Grant mentioned Westbrook. Uh, one of my biggest mistakes was I had the Ridley Boyd, but then I had Moncrief in the lineup two weeks ago. And I ran it back this week, and it was almost right there. But one of the biggest mistakes was not going back to that Moncrief spot too. Uh, Westbrook, Moncrief, everybody against KC – should be firmly in play. The same things I all spouted out about Tampa all week on every show, if you pay attention to anything I said, uh, it was true. I didn't want to play Trubisky, but I wanted to play everybody in a receiving spot in that game. I couldn't figure out why. Turns out because he was going to throw a million touchdowns to 75 million different receivers. Um, You attack these spots where there's huge gaps. KC has a huge gap in the middle of the field. Uh, it's, I think it's actually like a better spot for a possession ish type of receiver, but I do think that's sort of like become DD right now, which is weird. Um, and he's got the home run ability. So I, I love the idea of playing like a guy like DD at the, at the lower tier. Mostly I'm finding most of my love for this slate is mid tier stuff. I'm not going extremely high. I'm not going extremely low on most ends. I feel like you can get 25 to 35 out of so many different players and so many different price ranges these days. I don't think you need to spend it all the way up and just say, okay, I'll take my sure points if you're playing GBPs right now. Uh, probably my issue there with the Jacksonville receivers and both you guys hit on Westbrook. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of whack-a-mole. And of course, they're all going to be interesting. At least one, maybe possibly two, will smash, uh, well, you know, hit quote-unquote value. But all three of them are under, under 3K. Cole, Westbrook, Moncrief, even Moncrief was 4.1K at Kansas City. Uh, I just don't know who's going to be the guy from week to week. Sure, it was Westbrook last week, Moncrief as well. And I think it was an off week for Cole. But, Garrett, what makes you so uh, – Garrett? Did I call you Garrett? Wow, great. Yeah, that, uh, my... <laughs> Whoops. You're, you're, not, you're not the first person to call me that. That's my brother's name. and My, my, mom, my parents decided to name us all with the letter G at the beginning of our first sure. name. And so everyone always screws it up. So I don't. You've never met my brother, or I think ever been told about my brother. But yeah, yeah it seems so for some reason that that's note, Grant, uh, Yeah, my bad. Talk about the like why? Why are you guys so sure? At least it sounds like you're confident. At least as a Monday night, that Westbrook is a guy. Why is it not Cole? I mean, it could. I'm playing Cole. I'm playing. I'm playing Cole because of his home run ability. I'm playing Westbrook because of his ability to potentially get a ton of targets in any given matchup. Like this is a guy that was very heavily involved at the beginning when he came in last year. Um, and he had 13 targets in this last game. He had 130 yards. They want to get him involved. They're going up against a team with one of the, one of the worst secondaries um, in terms of at least fantasy defense in the entire league. That's going to be high scoring. They're going to be forced to throw the ball. I'm not going to say you can't play any of these three guys. I'm just saying that based on what happened last week and Kansas City's deficiencies, Westbrook's the most likely guy to get the most targets, although Keelan Cole is slowly or right behind him. And Moncrief, if you want to go based off of one week where he got a whole lot of targets, mm. one week where he was highly efficient, then, yeah, you can go with him. Bobby, you would take on this, or it's just kind of like throwing yeah, darts? I think Moncrief is a better play than that. I mean, there's a reason he was efficient. He was wide open on every play he made this last week. He did have nine targets against New England earlier in the season. It's not like he couldn't easily have more targets in this situation. They all deserve merit. You should give a stack in mind, like, to Bortles and them. And honestly, you know what? The biggest thing I'm really learning is if, just because you play two receiving players, you don't need to play the quarterback with them anymore. Like, you really don't. I thought that with Trubisky this week. <laughs> Eggs on yeah. my face. Well, yeah, but the problem was the eggs on our face anyway because none of the receivers go off enough except for Gabriel for it to really be worthwhile. Like Allen Robinson and Gabriel combined for a huge game. Allen Robinson, I, I had everywhere. He didn't yeah, have, Robinson didn't do anything outside of his touchdown. Yeah, basically. he had one big, one big play. That's it. And Allen Robinson would have been a monster play had that game stayed somewhat close. 
so would have all the other guys potentially. And so would, who knows even how high Trubisky would have gone. And I played Trubisky at 20% or 15 so Greg, You mentioned the, the Green Bay running backs, and I'm kind of interested here. And I think one of these guys should emerge, but uh, I don't want to use the, third, the term three-headed monster because, like, I wouldn't say Williams is a monster. Three-headed, like, a, a less scary version of. Uh, but there's Jones, there's Montgomery, there's Williams. Uh, if you listen to Rodgers, it sounds like he sides with Aaron Jones. He prefers Aaron Jones out there. Of course, people talk about how Rodgers is dinged and Jones isn't necessarily the best blocker, so maybe it's a little bit uh, risky to have him out there at times. I've kind of heard that's one of the reasons why maybe he doesn't play every down. And I pulled up the old PFF, Pro Football Focus, hit up their, uh, you know, their snap count, and none of these guys are playing like more than 40%, at least as of last week. You know, the price is certainly interesting, Grant, and one should emerge. I feel like the most likely candidate to emerge is Jones. He seems like the most talented, and Rodgers likes him, and he's basically the GM of that team. Uh, you know, give me give me your pitch. I assume if you're going to play one, it's probably uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm not horribly against Montgomery. Um, like I already said, Detroit gives up a ton of targets to opposing running backs, and Montgomery can obviously do a whole lot out of the receiving game. He had seven targets two weeks ago. He could easily end up with that versus Detroit at 3,800. If you really need to spend down on a running back, then he could be it. But I mean, I'm like like I said earlier, this is the beginning of the week. I need to look into it more. And there's just an early on podcast. But if something comes out that Jones is going to get a whole bunch of stat snaps, or they're going three headed monster, maybe I'll be more or less interested in certain guys. But I mean, Aaron Jones is just the obvious guy to probably want to go with. Although that could drastically change later on in the week. And the same deal for Seattle. It just seems kind of like a mess. Uh, Carson, of course, he didn't play last week. Penny and Davis. I thought it was reported Penny was going to start. Uh, it turned out Davis seemed to be the guy. Uh, they're all you know super- that you know that you know that Pete Carroll's a terrible, terrible, no good, very bad liar. Yeah, he's you know he's the second worst coach mentioned in this podcast so far. To this, uh, you know, we're not done yet, but I think he's the second worst. Is that fair to say, Grant, for keeping score? Uh, second worst is a liar. Uh, Pete Carroll's my favorite coach of all time. I love that he's a liar. I like being like well, We've only mentioned two coaches. We've mentioned two coaches, and he's second by default. I was just calling it back to good old mustache Jeff. Just I wanted to tell Bobby with Jeff Fisher again for no particular reason. <laughs> oh, Bobby, do you hate do you hate Pete Carroll because of USC? Uh, I I still respect him as a coach. Oh, you're a UCLA guy. Never mind. Go on. Yeah. What, what, what do you want me to say? Yeah, but take as far as Seattle's backfield as we again. It's early yet, and. We don't know if Carson's going to play or not. I guess if he doesn't play, you can sort of – I need to know if he's going to play. I played played him a million percent last week just waiting to see if he was somehow healthy. Like, I'll play him, man. That's the answer. I I was annoyed. I wanted to have some some shares last week. This is obviously not a good matchup. But if you're going to get these many touches and you're this price and you're not going to be owned, yes, just give it all to me. Yeah, and, and Grant, you mentioned Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. I just, you know, I want my running backs to catch the ball. And I, granted, he is catching the ball more this year than I think he has in previous seasons, which is, you know, not saying a lot. But, you know, he's another guy that's just not on the field enough. They ran they ran 92 plays last week because they were, I think they were, they were in overtime, right? Oakland, I believe they were. Yeah, yeah. they were in overtime versus Cleveland. Uh, of the 92 plays, he was on the field for 50, 50 of 92. Eh, you know, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's like, not like he's averaging like 20 – rushing attempts the last three weeks and has two catches in every single game this season. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Not like he's leading the league. Two is good. Two is acceptable. I mean, at 5,500 when he's getting 20 rushing attempts too. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. I mean, I guess. You're not like like Kevin Coleman type of twos. These are like little dump off nonsense type of twos. I mean, he has gotten more targets every single week than Kareem Hunt. Oh, boy. Bobby, that's your trigger because you, you went on a whole rant before the show about Kareem Hunt. Grant, did you want to play? I'm on the Kareem Hunt team. Why do you think you I, think I'm against, against it? Against Kareem Hunt this week because I will give you – Wait, wait. Okay, it's yeah, like, apparently we're going to right. the mid-tier. Our bold calls are already set. Uh, and by the way, by the way there's another guy just above him who I, who I prefer just as much as Hunt. This is a ridiculous argument. Like, don't play Marshawn Lynch this week. All right, sounds good. Okay, who's that guy? It's David Johnson. We all know it's David Johnson. We talk about it every week. David Johnson. Yeah, it's clearly David Johnson. David Johnson's got a good And Tevin Coleman. 
No, like Freeman. No, it's not. No, well, Freeman's coming back. No, who wants Coleman? You guys are laughing. You're like making fun of like you're making fun of David Johnson last week. I was on your team. I loved your team. He was on my show last week. Of course, I was on David Johnson. All right, well then, get out of here. It was fine. He wasn't get out of here. Oh, I'm wrong. Just get out of here, guys. Get out of here. All right, we need to stop stop arguing. Yeah, David Johnson. Uh, Bobby, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us why David Johnson might be the best play on the slate. This is like a game Arizona is probably going to contend or potentially win. Uh, I, it's, it's not that I think their defense is so bad. I think they realize they have to get the ball to DJ more often. He's way too cheap. The, just the number of possessions they'll have is going to be way up for most of the games because they're not going to be playing strictly from behind, trying to isolate with, where they have to deal with like double coverage on him. I feel like you're going to be able to see the, the field open up a little bit more for Dave Johnson. He's 6,300. If the ownership is, gets too crazy, for sure, jump off. Like, there's every reason to. No one's going to be. People aren't going to play him. But when they don't, like, you jump on. There's a 30 to 45 fantasy point game coming. And if you get that at less than 10% and you just lock it in, I think, like, honestly, like, you can make money if you just lock David Johnson in until he's above, like, 7,500. It's just too cheap. It's way too cheap. And the matchup is, is good, actually. Um, even if it's not, like, they're going to give him the ball more and more, especially as they're using a new quarterback. Just give, like, 6,300, way too cheap. Yeah, uh, 25 touches for 6.3K of David Johnson. I'm in on it. I understand his team's not very good. His teammates, you know, are not very good. They can, uh, the defense can certainly keep in on him. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a volume guy. And, if, and also, he's super, super talented. If he gets 25 touches at 6.3K, I'm in. Uh, Grant, let's talk about if – I don't know. Sure. If we're in it, well, let's talk about this Kansas City-Jacksonville game, right, which is kind of walking like the, the biggest offense versus the best defense. Uh, and DK, what they do, Grant, is they tempt you. They tempt you with prices. Uh, Kareem Hunt is 5.8K. Uh, at receiver, Tyreek, the freak, he's 6.9K. Uh, and at quarterback, Mahomes is 6.2K. Uh, what is like the seventh or eighth listed quarterback as far and it's a small slate? Are you tempted? I mean, I'm tempted. I don't know how how much I'll actually end up going in on it. Um, I think Kareem Hunt's the guy that really interests me most. But they they weren't they were good. They weren't great versus Denver tonight. We kind of saw them slow down a little bit. They still put up 27 points, um, but they were definitely not nearly as potent as they were the prior two weeks uh they like jacksonville's a tough team but vegas is, is pretty sharp most of the time so they got this uh over under set pretty high uh i think it's one of those spots where i'm going to end up game stacking a lot uh i'll end up with a whole lot of bortles i'll end up with a whole lot of mahomes dd hill hunt uh cole all mixed in together uh but the main thing is that mahomes is spreading out the ball still a decent amount um, I don't know if I can rely on Hill every single week, and especially against a good defense. I'm going to have to look into a little bit more this week uh, to see how much they actually give up big plays. Uh, Hill at 6.9 I think is probably one of the worst plays because I think people are still going to play him. And there's still a decent chance he doesn't go off just because of how much Mahomes is going to spread out the ball here. But, yeah, this entire game is just going to be beautiful in terms of fantasy points per dollar because of everyone's price being so low. Yeah, we don't know about Watkins. Watkins left the game on Monday night and did not come back. I think it was a hamstring. Of course, the prices on DraftKings are already set before that game even plays. Uh, so maybe uh, there's somebody interesting will pop up as a cheapie on Kansas City. Nobody really, like you said, it was spread out a fair amount as far as, uh, you know, Mahomes. Kelsey had a big night, 7 for 78. I think he was targeted a fair amount, too. I feel like he wasn't that efficient as far as just targets. Uh, Tyreek had nine catches for what it's worth. Uh, just for 54 yards, he didn't get loose uh, in the secondary. But he's always, like, always in play for tournaments just because of his speed. Uh, what are your, what's your thought here, Bobby? And I do want to bring Bortles into the conversation. Quarterbacks are super, super condensed on DK as far as the asking price. You know, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, 6.9K. We'll talk about the game in a second because that is a total of, like, 57 or so. Atlanta's shooting out pretty much every single game. Uh, the prices are super condensed. Mahomes is 6.2. Bortles is 5.5. Uh, are we in on Bortles' combat? Talk about that, but first talk about your thoughts on Kansas City, Bob. Wait, talk about my thoughts on Kansas City? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really – like, I want Kareem Hunt. 
at 58. I will take some shots on Tyreek Hill. And then if Watkins is out, I will decide which of those other receivers I'm going to try and figure out is getting more reps and will play more. And I will go with one of those, maybe two of them, like in different spots. I believe in attacking these teams that play fast and do what they do, especially on the road. I think that Bortles is fine, but I'm more interested in the receivers. Like I'll take shots on the receivers being cheap. I don't need to take shots on a cheap quarterback. Uh, There's a lot of quarterbacks in the five to 6,000 range that are going to give you the same upside. Bortles is fine. I think you've always been supposed to, especially if you're double stacking receivers, play him with your quarterback. I don't think you have to do that anymore. Like, I think it's a different game now. So I I just think like, yes, that's fine. But I I like the, I like the receivers, especially Westbrook, Moncrief. Uh, I would put Cole as the last one. I think he'll be more popular. And I actually think he's probably a worse play um, than the other two, but I like his talent. I like Westbrook's the most, but I think Moncrief is the one they trust if they actually need it. So just figure that out based on how you feel the game will play. But, like, why wouldn't you stack Bortles? Like, I'm just going through right now. Bortles, Westbrook, Moncrief. You have those three guys on there. Because is he really going to be the highest, like, scoring quarterback? He doesn't need to be the highest scoring quarterback. Okay, so so fine. So, So, like, there was nothing wrong this last week with playing Deshaun Watson like I did so much. But playing Mitchell Trubisky with the same lineups, obviously, would have been better. And Mitchell Trubisky was priced basically where Blake Bortles is priced right now. Gabriel and Allen are pretty much the same price together as uh, Cole. My point is you're not saving anything by going to Bortles. That that was my point of why you wouldn't. You don't – You're you're saving a huge amount of money down to 50. You're not not saving a huge amount of money from anybody, literally from anybody. When you're pairing Bortles, Cole, and Westbrook together, you are saving – If you ask me who's going to score more fantasy points tomorrow, Blake Bortles or Cam Newton, Cam Newton's going to score more – or on Sunday. Cam Newton will score more fantasy points a a huge percentage of the time. It's – yes, Bortles, but even his upside – even that's somewhat capped. Like, I just don't feel like this is – okay, so He like had I, 38 earlier on this year. He's going to be had, popular, too. you got to factor that in. He's, he's gonna not going to be that popular. He's, People still he's, won't play big Lake Bortles nearly enough. Probably going to be popular. He I don't was like even the know. second most owned quarterback like two weeks ago against Tennessee. I'll say this about Bortles. Depending on how value, uh, you know, works out as far as the week, I think he might be the cash game quarterback at 5,500. Yeah, that's uh, retar- that's ridiculous in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it's not like he can run. You're it right, it'll, it'll happen, happen, but there's a million other guys. And the, the savings are so minuscule. They're so minuscule. Just play the safe guys. Just play the guys you know you know you got it if you're going to play. Yeah, the tricky part, though, is, you know, if you play Mahomes. Play Mahomes at 700 more, even against Jacksonville. Play Mahomes. You want to bet that Blake Bortles doesn't have more, more fantasy points than, than Blake Bortles? Come on. Come on. I, I, I love mean, it all. I, I love both options. I mean, we're going to play arguably the greatest quarterback right now instead of the greatest quarterback right now, which is Blake Bortles. I, I, don't, find, I don't find it plausible for 700 <laughs> less. Uh, are you guys buying the Matt Ryan as a thing? Is he since the resurgence? Is, is this for real? I mean, he finally has enough. He well, he's kind of always had weapons, but he fin- he was good a few years ago. He was very efficient a few years ago. And I think a little bit of this has to do with Freeman being out and him less reliant on the running game. But he has been just throwing out of his mind, and against some almost decent defenses uh, for the last three weeks, he has three options to go to now for his wide receiving game. And yes, he's for real. I think he's one of those guys that greatly benefits because of the rule changes, because for some reason these good offenses seem to be benefiting much, much more. Um, but I don't know if he's worth a 6.6K price tag. When I could go with Phillip Rivers, I could go with Roethlisberger. Um, but, I mean, the, the Pittsburgh defense has been just shredded a lot of times this season by pretty much any quarterback. So it, there's definitely merit to playing Ryan. I just don't know if I will. Yeah, Ryan crushed the New Orleans. He crushed Cincinnati. Uh, the, the emergence of Ridley. I'm still, I mean, I'm not rostering Ridley. I'm still like looking at his snap count, I'm looking at his targets, and I'm like, this is just not repeatable. And it, it was repeatable last week. He didn't get three touchdowns. He got two. Uh, of course, Julio's status quo did not score once again. 
Uh, Bobby, what's your assessment? And just kind of bring Pittsburgh into this game too because, you know, we're looking at a total of 57. Pittsburgh's favored by three. Vegas is like uh, – their team total is basically just under 30. Uh, and we know about, you know, receiving running backs against Atlanta. Uh, James Conner really hasn't had like this monster game outside of week one. Is this a bounce back game for Conner? Uh, what is your thought as far as this game? I do like Connor. I think it's hilarious that you just said, do we think that Matt Ryan, what do we believe in the research? Like Matt Ryan is a, like a great quarterback, has always been, never really stopped being, has a terrible. It was kind of pedestrian last year, though. Has and also, ter- was yeah, you know, last year, I mean, the year after he won the MVP and should have won the Super Bowl, if not for his team defense, play calling coaches and everything costing the Super Bowl. Like, this guy didn't didn't do anything. And I used to be the biggest, like, Matt Ryan won't win anything big because I, I, I really thought there was something. The guy's a, a great quarterback, so nothing has changed. He's great. He's got great weapons. Uh, I like him in this spot. I like the I like this whole game. Like, this is a great game-stacking spot, in my opinion. It's a really important game to both teams, obviously. They both can light it up on the scoreboard. Obviously, in Pitt, being in Pittsburgh should be different for Atlanta, who's mostly played their season so far at home and dome. Um, but I love every part of this game. Right now, early on, I'm just I'm looking into the two obvious guys and seeing how, how many people are going to be able to figure out how to fit, fit them into both their lineups. And can they go off enough to where it will matter? I think this is one of those weeks where maybe they can. And, you could see like 80 combined points from two receivers or something like that in this well, game. Great, great. What do you think the two most obvious guys are according to Bobby? Because I feel like they're two different guys. Well, I didn't I know. say the two most obvious. I said, I said the two guys who are the best receivers. The most obvious is a different thing. If you want to take a okay. tag and the guy who's the hot hand, excuse me, what have you done for me lately, Dean? Um, I'm not. Like, I'm the, the, stuff. I have my two best receivers in this game. I argue who the two best receivers in this game are. That's a crazy argument. Yeah, it's clearly Juju and Antonio Brown. No. Julio is a pedestrian <laughs> wide receiver. Wait, are you going to say that Ridley's the one of the two best wide receivers in this game? Get out of here, Grant. Get out of here. Julio Jones is horrible week. He goes nine nine for one seventy three. Like what is he? What's this guy supposed yeah, to be? All that matters for QBs is wins, and all that matters for receivers is touchdowns. He, know, just just the, he just was in the Super Bowl like two years ago. Wait, 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 what? I just think that you should, if you're going to quote Julio's uh, stats from last week, it, it should be noted that he caught a sixty yard bomb. Sixty yard bomb that like you know was like ten yards in front of the uh, the end zone. That didn't. That nobody cared. Didn't matter. So knock off sixty yards. That didn't count. It happened. It counted, but it didn't count. So he didn't like necessarily have this great smash game. He hey, was fun. Grant, hey, Grant, AJ Green is 14th amongst receivers going tomorrow. Got a bet. <laughs> Got to be in the top eight. Oh, we had a bet Julio Jones versus AJ Green, and I think can't remember I'm who you crushing, had. I'm crushing you down that one. I mean, not really. I had 15 extra points. AJ Green's oh. not far behind him. What do you mean? How do you have 15 extra points? Wait, that guy, or I had. Plus 25, I think, with you, and plus no, no, You guys no. are referencing something from, like, a month ago. Nobody hey, get goes, out of here. Get out of here, Greg. Well, we'll figure it out at the end of the season when we go back and re to it. No victory but. laps like at the quarter pole. But, Dean, who are, are you using anyone from this game? Who's your favorite target from the game? Obviously, well, Brown, Jones, and Juju, and really are all on the board. Who are you using? My first thought is I don't know how much money I have to play the studs in this game. Uh, I am kind of interested in Connor at 7.5K. I don't – this is the player I never play, but the price is kind of interesting. Sanu at 4K, if I need to save some salary, never play Sanu. I never play this guy. There's nothing sexy about Sanu. He's not a guy who comes with a ton of upside. But, you know, if you're going to buy yourself like eight or nine targets in the game that has the highest total for 4K and you're desperate for salary, and, again, this is Monday night, and as of right now, I don't see any great value plays out there per se. Things may, may change as the week progresses. But Sanu is a guy I'm, I'm like, begrudgingly considering – how about yourself, Grant? Because this is one of those games where like, you feel like you should have somebody. And I think – I mean, I love – Juju's awesome. Brown's awesome. Julio for sure is great. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to spend up with those guys. I mean, the best – we haven't even mentioned the best play of the entire game by a pretty decent margin, and that is oh, no. McDonald. Vance McDonald at 3,700. Vance wow. McDonald is one of the best receiving tight ends in the NFL. Um, just look at his last four games played. What is he averaging like? 20, 25 points, something like that? No? He's only played two weeks this year. He, he's actually – he's been good, and, like, it, it, it's a nice way to get cheap, uh, you know, a cheap piece of a game that has a high total. 
in a position that just, I mean, it, tight end is an absolute disaster. It's just, it's really, really ugly. And of course, Gronk isn't on, on the slate, not that it matters. We got Kelsey against, uh, you know, against Jacksonville, which for sure he's always in play because he's Kelsey. But uh, just the tight end position, you know, Walker, we know we lost him for the season. Eifert, that brutal injury last week. Uh, Bobby, like, this is about as bad as we've seen tight end in a while, at least for me. I, I, there's not a lot out there. I kind of scoured through tight ends, and Grant's right. I think McDonald might be somewhat popular this week, if only by default, if no other reason. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, it depends on what we hear from Cincy also. We know Dalton likes to use his tight ends. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with the – I just don't like the splitting with Jesse James. Like, it scares me. Like, what if, it always scares me the other tight end could catch multiple touchdowns. Um, but there is really not a lot like, – like, hardly anything to like or love. I played a lot of tight end, double tight end lineups this last week, and I think it was a good strategy overall. I think that if things would have been different also because one guy I had, like, almost 50% of was um, – Help me out who we just said uh, who went out. For well, Kittle had a big week. I'm not sure if you had any Kittle. Uh, Cook had a nice week as well. Uh, He's in play, no, no, too. No, the, the guy who went out for Cincinnati. Help me out. Eifert. Uh, Eifert. Well, Eifert, had that, he, he caught a touchdown. And then he, he, he was off to a great start, yeah. Cool. But, I, but I had a lot of him with Cook. I had a lot of him even okay with Ebron. But, like, I just tried to play, like, some uh, – even him with Jimmy Graham. Like, it didn't quite work out. But, like, the idea, I think, was okay. This is not that week. Like, it's tough. Um, you think Uzoma can get some run there? You talked about Dalton on the tight ends. Like Uzoma might be interesting at two nine. I don't know. I mean, I'm not at the, at the prospect of rostering Uzoma, but it's it's thin out there. It's who's going to get the run for Cincinnati? Um, and then I would I definitely would take shots. Uh, everybody yeah, I would, else, uh, I I feel like it's just somewhat gambling. But the truth is, like Kelsey is really cheap. Like. Just play him. <laughs> like, maybe we just play pay up a tight end. Yeah, especially nice. if Watkins is out. Guys, there's yeah. a minimum price tight end that's great this week, or a great play this week. At 2.5 on DK, who do you have for us? Yeah, well, new phone who Disley is out. Um, so, Nick Vanette is going to be taking, taking over the reins, I think. He's a, a semi-talented guy. He's going up against the Rams. They're probably going to be coming from behind. The Rams give up a whole bunch of targets over the middle to tight ends. Uh Russell Wilson seems to have a connection with pretty much any tight end he threw into his offense. We saw what Luke Wilson did at times last year. Saw what Jimmy Graham did. We saw what he immediately started doing with Disley. Without Disley there in the offense, Vanette could be in for a huge role going up against a team that should give up a whole bunch of points of the position. So at 2.5K, yeah, you can roll with him there. Okay. Uh, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> I'm way, say way too bold for I don't have a strong bold slate for me. Like way too bold. Like on a small slate, sure, but like not on the slate for me. No, no. Vanette is going to outscore trying to think of a name. <laughs> is trying he to outscore for sure gonna outscore Greg Olson. Um, but probably gonna outscore George Kittle. Well, that's well, not, not that's I'm not, that I'm not I'm not playing George Kittle, but I don't think you're right about that either. Gonna outscore Jared Cook, who's not even a good tight end. He's not even doing well this year. He's not even doing well this year. Did you really just say that? Yeah, it, it, Bobby, you need to learn to understand sarcasm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you are so defeated by that. This guy is just destroying the league. Ugh. I'm taking a quick peek here. I just pulled up at the fly. This, but that guy, he was on what? He was 54 of 66, 66 snaps last week, and looks like he ran some routes. So okay, I mean. I'm willing, I'm willing to listen, Grant, and uh, I'm going to say it's going to do some. No, work. it's not the worst idea in the world. It's just like, I mean, maybe there's not. Like, I'm looking at tight end. Maybe there's really not a better option. Every week there's been better options. Ertz is a great option. Ertz is a fantastic option. I mean, he's a little yeah. bit worse with a lot of guys back in there, but you're getting a guy that has double-digit targets every single week. Uh, Cook's been destroying. Like, there are good – and, again, Vance McDonald's going to crush this week. Uh, also, Njoku with Baker at the helm is going to be a whole lot better going up against a defense that has been statistically terrible versus the tight end for a long period of time. So there are definitely a lot of options. And if you really need to save some money to spend up because there is less value this week, there is going to be less of a clear-cut lineup, then spending down a tight end on the net could end up very well for you guys. Well, that's the thing, Grant. If you, uh, if you have Ertz on your team, how are you going to spend up with a guy – like, if you have one big spend this week, I feel like it's either Gurley or Gordon. That's sort of my first take. Gurley against Seattle, uh, really crushed that team last year. Melvin 
just a do-it-all back uh, against Oakland, a defense that's an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, do you have a take if you have all the money in the world? Of course, I don't think you can roster them both. I suppose there's a way to do it, but uh, it's just our huge debt towards the rest of your team. One big spend, Grant, or if you want to go on the board, feel free to go out the board. Is it Gurley or is it Gordon for you? It's Gurley. I don't, I, don't, I don't fudge with Gordon with Eckler in the offense. He still ends up doing well very often, and I'm not going to argue with playing Gordon. It's just a guy that I generally don't go out of my way to roster, which has bit me in, in, the, in the tush quite a bit. But, I mean, even McCaffrey – I mean, he's still going to get tons of targets. He could still break off a big run for a touchdown anytime. And with the rest of the, everything in his floor, I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. But I'm 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 just creating a lineup right now with both Ertz, Gurley, and Melvin Gordon in my lineup to see if it works. Uh, you're gonna have to have some Bortles, I think, in your life. Maybe some Bethard. I didn't even think about throwing Bortles in there. Thank you for reminding me. Of that. <laughs> you need some real cheapies to make that work for sure. Uh, what's your take on that, Bobby, as far as big spends at running back? Who's your favorite? Um, as of right now, I'm trying to find a way not to play either of high price expensive running backs that are just paying off their salary most of the weeks. But Gurley has had, in my opinion, down weeks every week just because their offense is so loaded. You could see a 45, 50-point game from this guy any week. I think it's more likely for him than Gordon. I think Eckler still takes a good enough amount of the overall shares for Gordon at that price. I'm not crazy about McCaffrey and Barkley at those prices in that matchup. So I guess I'm like into James Conner, Todd Gurley, and otherwise I'm mostly spending down more like David Johnson, more like uh, Kareem Hunt is where I'm headed. What if Fournette doesn't play? You know, Yeldon at 5.6K? I might – I'll probably do a little bit, but I'm not going to, like, jump all over it. It's not like a smash file. Like, he's not an every-down pounded back who's also going to combine to, you know, spread it out and go on the outside. He's going to mostly be your pass-catching back that you use who will get a few carries between the tackles. Maybe we'll squeeze one in. Um, yeah. Yes, it could be a big play, but I'm not going to – you know, a, a big score, point per dollar, but – I'm not going to go for it. I think he has to break two big plays in order for that to happen. And even, you know, with high ownership, with even without Fournette, I don't, I think it's too high a price actually. What's your take? But uh, great. You said there's some cheapies you like. Are, we, are those guys that kind of came up through, uh, throughout the show organically or is there still a couple you're keeping in your back pocket? No, there's still plenty of guys that are cheap. I haven't even gotten okay. all the cheap guys. I mean, Fitz is at 4.7K. He's going up against a terrible, horrible, no good, very very bad San Francisco defense. Um, Christian Kirk. Can you trust he's healthy? No, if he's not healthy, if you don't want to play Fitz, you have to assume that they're going to do something. Like, they only have an 18 implied total, but they're going to still be passing a lot. Targets (laughs) are still going to be there. And if you're not – you have to – I think you really should be playing Fitz or Kirk or David Johnson in any one of your laps. I mean, Kirk's been doing decent this season. He's the clear number two guy for this team. Uh, he had six targets last week, and let me ch- check what he had before that. I'm not actually sure. I don't remember off the top of my head. But he's a guy that, like, if you're really looking for some value, he is the cheapest available option that is viable and that has potential for 20 points. Like, realistically, he could end up with 20 points. I was waiting for your Mike Williams take. That's your boy, isn't it? What is Mike? Well, I mean, he's a price of 4.2 and he crushed me last week. Still love him. Also, Higgins, um, Jimmy Smith is coming back right this week after a suspension. So I'm guessing he'll end up shadowing either Callaway or Landry more, leaving some more targets for Higgins, who Baker's airing the ball out and spreading the ball around. Higgins could be involved in the game a lot more. He has a propensity to do that every once in a while just to completely screw me over for some reason. Um, but he's still gotten five targets twice this season. Um, he's still a guy that could end up with a touchdown. He's still a guy that is priced at 3.5K on a week where, I mean, unless you want to go with Treadwell or Martavius Bryant and buy into the targets they got last oh. week. I mean, I might buy into Treadwell. Treadwell's still a talented guy. If he could just catch a ball, he'd be good. But that's apparently a real problem for him. But that's Same not important. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've seen Bryant go off for big games occasionally. My problem with him is more his coach being trash. But he got his first win. Uh, Bobby, you have any TVs for us? Man, it's hard. Uh, we're talking about all positions or wide receiver? Anything. Was, Surprise me. He was naming wide receivers. 
we already mentioned a little bit the Jacksonville guys. I think that's a that's a way to get cheap value um, with potential upside. I think people won't go back to the well on guys like Callaway. Tough matchup, but still, again, uh, Moncrief, another Jacksonville guy. I liked your call on Sanu earlier. I don't think that Willie Sneed is the worst play in the world. I know that sounds <laughs> nuts. But Willie Sneed is getting consistent targets, um, and it should at least be looked at here. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but nobody like who jumps out really low price. It's going to seem like an obvious spot probably later in the week. But I don't really, I don't really know what that is, and I don't want to speculate on some things that could or could not happen. Uh, I don't, I don't think Corey Grant is going to go crazy for Jacksonville. I, he is part of what I was worried about taking away from Yeldon, and part of, I just don't think it's all going to go to Yeldon. Uh, I still think Ty Montgomery might have a big game in him. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know. I said that earlier. Yeah, without Adams, I'm sorry, without a. Uh, without Cobb. Um, I think Allison's the best play. If he's cleared from concussion, he was on his way to a big day until he exited. But he's only 5.1K now, 11 targets. Uh, just missed the touchdown if you're watching that game as well. Yeah. He'll get some ownership, though, this week, I think. Uh, you know, on or the carpet, I like that. Absolutely nothing. One of my favorite big spend uh, receivers. Uh, dude, if you want to see a beautiful game log, look at Adam, Adam Thielen. It's just ridiculous. Oh, I called that one. I called Adam Thielen, Grant. Remember your argument? Oh, about yeah. That? You called a guy that was one of the top wide receivers last year. Top wide receiver this year. Laughed at him ahead of A.J. Green. You laughed at it. I called Kamara was going to be good this year. How about it? I nailed that one. Uh, Adam Thielen, no, no less than 12 targets, no less than 102 yards. Duke gets the bonus on DK every single week. Uh, and against Philly, you know, they're, they're more likely to be passing the ball successfully than running the ball successfully. Uh, he is priced up a bit at 7.7K, but it feels like a really, really strong cash game play if you can get there. Of course, he's going to play for tournaments as well. Uh, is that one of your favorite, like, big spins at receiver grants, or is there somebody else you want to talk about? I mean, he's one of the best big spins at wide receiver. He's one of the better big spins pretty much every single week. I don't like mine Jarvis Landry at slightly less. I mean, he's still – going up against it. He's in a tough matchup, but the guy's going to get 10, 12, 15 targets every single week. And 6.8K, I feel like it's still a little bit too low for him. Um, plus, you know, Jimmy Smith had some rust on him. Uh, but, yeah, like I don't really want to spend up for a lot of these high-priced wide receivers here. So I'm spending up at running back if I'm spending up at anything because you still have Cooper Cup or any one of the Rams wide receivers that – are likely to put up a whole lot of points here. You got Corey Davis getting 10, 15 targets every single week. You have Boyd that's still probably a little bit underpriced, considering he's just stealing all the targets from AJ Green and crushing every week. You got Ridley. Like, there's a lot of guys in the mid-tier, even John Brown going up against Cleveland. Like, you, there's a lot of guys in the mid-tier that are are more li- like not as likely to go for 30 points, but fairly likely to go for 20, 25. So, uh, with how high scoring everything is, I don't think you need to pay up at wide receiver a lot of times. Yeah, that's kind of sort of where I'm at. That's where I was at last week. And, again, you know, it was just kind of spend up with the big boy running backs and kind of get the mid-tier receivers. And uh, my first look, that's kind of sort of where I'm at right now, but I'm not oh, – well, uh, yeah, Grant, you talked about building a shell lineup. I'm building a shell lineup as we're going uh, throughout the show. And of I course, did. Oh, okay. Well, I'm curious to hear it. We'll hear it in a second. I haven't completed mine just yet, but you cannot reveal – we're going to follow the DK guidelines. Can I give the last two spots? But uh, I'm curious. Where, what do you have right now, Grant? Um, I'm going to take the two guys out that I was likely to take out anyways. I was just trying to force Melvin Gordon into a lineup there with Gurley. But right now, uh, Bortles, Gurley, Ridley, Westbrook, Kirk, Ertz, and the 49ers. D. I, I didn't really care about the D, honestly. And D doesn't yeah. matter. What do you think of that lineup, Bobby? I like, I like it. I mean – I, I like my my lineup better, but I think you read too many names. <laughs> I left two open. I think you read too many, my my friend. I I, I left two open. I left two open. I heard the is this the defense you left open? What else do you leave open? I didn't leave the defense open. I left open the flex and RB two. Oh okay. Oh you're oh. Okay. Bobby, see that lineup and raise it. And did you say you have one as well? You're working on it. Sounds like you're tinkering as well. 
I'm tinkering, but I'm leaving out my quarterback for right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got two spots. It, I'll tell you what I have. This is, I'm just kind of messing around. And, no, and I, I left out a receiver and a defense, and I have 3.4 left. So I need a super cheap receiver with a you know a reasonably priced, so I can get a punt defense as well. But this is just my first look, just kind of messing around on the fly, having you know throughout the conversation. I put Bortles in a quarterback for fun. Why not? Because uh, he's the best quarterback in the league. Best nickname, Bortles Combat, UCF represent. Uh, Connor, Melvin Gordon, the third, not the second or the fourth. Uh, Geronimo Allison, I like him, assuming that uh, – well, we're assuming that Cobb's not playing. You know, that's some of the assumption that Cobb's not playing, and assuming Allison's back from his, uh, his concussion. Uh, talked about Thielen, and it's just his floor is absolutely beautiful. I, I trusted Grant, which is a, always a risky proposition, but I threw a net in there to open up some salary. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not married to this lineup, but uh, so be it. That's where we're at. And then David Johnson in the Flax, 3.4K for a defense and a wide receiver. How about that, Bobby? Raise it. See it and raise it. I like it. Um, so I've got – I do have a quarterback now. Um, Don't read the quarterback, Bobby. Leave two spots open. My receivers, my receivers are Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. My tight end is Vance McDonald what? along with Grant. Yeah. Uh, I also I'm playing David Johnson and Kareem Hunt, and I'm playing Ty Montgomery. Ooh. I like it. I like it. This guy gets football. Don't owe me Ty Montgomery. This is a play, man. I I, I, I just agreed with you. Why no, do you? No, I don't, oh no, I'm with you, Grant. I appreciate that. I was talking to Dean. Yes, three, three, big dummy. Well, if I'm going to play one of those guys in the Packers, it's Jones and Montgomery. That's my first thought, but. Uh, I suppose Montgomery can get loose too, but I just, you know, I, I need, I need volume. And obviously you know, those guys are getting the volume necessarily, at least uh, as of this moment, but who knows how it's going to go going forward. Uh, we're going to get into our silliness and our nonsense in just a few minutes, of course, but uh, let's see our biggest game stack. Who jumps off the board is your favorite game. We haven't talked much about that Ram game uh, or we haven't really talked much about Cincinnati versus Miami. That's worth talking about too, I suppose, but, Again, this is the First Look Podcast. You guys are going to hear many podcasts throughout the week. Uh, Cincinnati is kind of interesting. Gio Bernard, uh, the situation there with Bernard and Mixon. Mixon probably coming back. Uh, if he doesn't, of course, Bernard's super interesting. It is worth noting that uh, Bernard lost a lot of snaps last week to uh, the backup. Just kind of keep an eye on that as well. Uh, Greg, if you have any thoughts as far as the Rams, Seattle, or Miami, Cincinnati, or just your favorite game stack, favorite correlation, throw something out there. I mean – off the board game stack is going to be Arizona and San Fran. Uh, neither of defenses are too great. Both these quarterbacks are cheap. There's a lot of cheap pieces all around it. So, I mean, if you're expecting some game, some points to be scored here, then you're going to get points from really cheap guys. So all the prices are right. I like Dave Johnson. I like Kirk. I like Kittle. I like. I really like the Arizona side more. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to be terribly opposed to using a quarterback from this game. Um, they could they end up paying off, but the only problem is I can pay up slightly more for Bortles. Also, yeah, Jack Neville, Kansas State, fantastic game. Today. Bobby, jump in here. Yeah, it's Atlanta and Pittsburgh for me. Hammer it and pray. Um, this game has money written all over it everywhere. I love this new call you made earlier. He's a guy I played this last couple weeks a bunch. He's still technically the number two receiver. Now, Calvin Ridley is so much more talented, and they'll try and get him involved. So, yeah, he's going to have bigger games. But if things break Sanu's way, you could be looking at a multi-touchdown guy who could get 100 yards in a game. So, I really like him as a value, and I really like that game stack. Uh, I'm throwing out Amari Cooper. is going to be my, kind of interesting, I think, for tournaments at 5.6K. I know nobody likes to play Amari Cooper outside of Ram, right? And I don't, I don't know if he's playing him these days. But, uh, you know, I don't know. If, if Oakland's going to hang tight, they're going to play some catch-up, I think he'd be, he'd be kind of interesting uh, as a tournament play. Uh, all right, Grant, let's, uh, let's address – I guess we should address uh, our T-shirt giveaway, right? Oh, yeah. I should probably look up. Yeah, so if you guys don't remember, it was Danny, best roles for Danny DeVito to be, be the guy in there. Which, by the way, you know that uh, I think – who was it? Tim? No. Who's the guy from Castlewood? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, I think, was supposed to be whatever that guy's name is from Shawshank Redemption. Would have been Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah, but that—that that was one of the options here. Uh, we had like Danny DeVito in Training Day, Danny DeVito as a monk chin, Danny DeVito as Tony Montana, Danny DeVito as Tom Cruise scene from Top Top Gun, or Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Um, that just said he wishes he was a twin of Arnold. That was already done. 
Uh, let's see. Other good one. Ryan Gosling from The Notebook, which I definitely would have cried for different reasons if Danny DeVito was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Notebook. Um, and then Danny DeVito giving the greet is good speech in Wall Street. I mean, he basically did that and it's always sunny. Um, yeah, that's why he plays it. It's always sunny. So that's no different. I don't know. What's your favorite, Bobby? I don't, of all those, I don't know. I like the ones you mentioned. Let's just go with that. <laughs> Pick one. Yeah, I like the ones you mentioned. You mentioned all of them. I like them. You just named like 74 things. That's too How hard. many t-shirts do you want to give out, Bobby? I, I, I think I'm just going with that. We got to pick one. We got to pick one winner. Is there one that stands out for you, Bobby? That was too many in a row. It was too many things. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, 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 pick, I'll pick two. I'll pick three for you to pick. Dana uh, okay. Vito as Rocky, Dana Vito as Denzel from Training Day, and Dana Vito as Ryan Gosling from The Notebook. The Notebook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to see him in this serious romantic lo- ro- role as. It's about the, time. Yeah. He, he plays a perfect celebrity hunk. It's way over the way, way overdue. Yeah. I feel like he's probably played a romantic role at some point in his career, hasn't he? I would imagine he has. He played that the penguin in that one yeah. Batman. He was Penguin. Well, yeah. Oswald Cobblepot, and he bit the dude's nose. Yeah. I, I don't think that was a romantic comedy, Batman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was stone, he was like, he was sort of like dating that, that one girl. Nah, it's just still, no, you're right. He's never, he's never been a, a romantic comedy role, I don't think. Oh, twins, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not it at kinda, all. Yeah, sort of, I suppose. Uh, we're going to knock out our, our question in just a second. Uh, the question you guys are going to answer. Okay, so when this gets posted at Rotor Grinders, there's a comment section at the bottom. Feel free to comment on anything you'd like. Uh, but if you answer our question uh, the best, and if Bobby likes it the most when Grant uh, knocks it down to three options, uh, you're going to win yourself a Rotor Grinders t-shirt as well. Uh, the winner, the dude that put the notebook in there, hit me up on the old Twitter machine and slide to my DMs, and I'll make sure you have a t-shirt sent out your way. Uh, yeah, Bobby, it was, it was uh, musky motivated. <laughs> there you Good go. Name. Congratulations. Good name. <laughs> so, Bobby, what, what, what's our bold take this week? Because Grant, we have to reprimand Bobby. Uh, we're running a little bit long in the pod this week. I think I think there's just because there's there there's a pertinent thing that happened last week that I think just leads him to his reprimand tweet, um, and that's just saying that Nickelback for life is the guy that won the Millie Maker. So, Bobby, you of course have to tweet out that I'm so happy to see a fellow Nickelback fan win the Millie Maker. Love it, when yes. we, love it when we do well. Nickelback for life. Bobby, you're good with that? That, that, that's, your, that that's Bobby's punishment now, Grant. We should, we should call well, it out. Well, so he, he lost two weeks in a row, and he only did one tweet, and he forgot it until Sunday or Saturday. I'm looking, I'm looking outside of my downtown place, and I'm just debating whether or not to jump out this window. Like, oh, I, is it that bad to be associated with Nickelback? I mean, I, I know you're placed in downtown. You jump out that window, there's there's a little driveway right below. So it's just, just kinda, the amount of funny. people I've found out recently who follow me on Twitter who, like, opinions matter to me in life. And it's so They don't listen to your podcast? Like, I'm they okay. They but they can't. They don't have time to listen to everything I do. Like, it's... We'll let you put the absolutely epic early week podcast on there, the hashtag. But... Nickel, being a fan of Nickelback, there are a lot worse things in life because I love Bobby, Nickelback. you can do, well, you, you're not supposed to do it, but you can do it. You've done it already once. Uh, as you can actually answer, like people that like, comment on it and say, no, no, it's a prank, it's a joke. Just because no, I, I, don't li- I don't like that rule. That's but never been a rule. You're not supposed to do oh, that. Oh, gosh, are we you're supposed to call JM? Why are the odds JM answers right now? There's no way he's answering. Uh, I mean, it's I'm 10 like o'clock it. at night. What time do old people go to sleep or young people? I think he's the same age as me. He's going through his process. He's a writer. He's going through his process. I mean, yeah. I can text him. Bobby, you were saying that like that that was a. I mean, I'm new to the podcast, so I, but I thought the rule was you're not allowed to. Um, you're not yeah. allowed to answer. That, that's to always it's, been it's, the rule. It's complicated, and JM, it's not complicated. It's you. JM prefaced. He he added. He retweeted other things. He did all the kinds of things we that no, I. No, he you no, know, he did not. No, he did not. We had a specific rule, yes, and it never got did. broken by him, except for one time when he tweeted out that the Patriots weren't good anymore, and he yeah, lost. Yeah, that's a real thing to say. Like, to say, like, real shit about my life, that's a different story. You were saying you like Nickelback. I, I, I should say at this point, uh, yeah, if it wasn't obvious enough, the, the football is done. Where the football talk is done. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're almost done. We're going to step aside in just a second. We're going to give you guys the question for – 
uh, this week coming up to answer in the comment section. Uh, before we do that, though, we need to like, get our bowl takes lined up. So, All right, so he wants Kareem Hunt. I want Marshawn Lynch. You pick another guy from that range that's a running back. You want Yeldon? You get Yeldon. Well, I don't uh, – well, under the assumption that uh, Fournette doesn't play, I think – Under the assumption that Fournette doesn't play, which he won't. Um, if Fournette does play, then you can have Fournette if you want. Okay, yeah. If Well, yeah, but what if he yeah, – okay, yeah, sure enough. If I have to modify, <laughs> so be it, I'll modify the Twitter machine. But, uh, Grant, before we step aside and get out of here, give the people – what is the question – for uh, for week five, I like this question. I think it's pretty good. Which one did we decide on? Oh, best best item sold on an on in, in an infomercial. Um, Sticky Buddy is not on the list because that might be the best. Um, but anything else is a go. I mean, there's so many great products on info. Swiffer, Swiffer. Just stop giving them well, options. We're not giving them answers, Bobby. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna, I love them. Now that I thought about it, like actually, forget it. Yeah, they're all fantastic. I mean, the best one is Chipotle away from South Park, but that's not a thing. Scrub Daddy. Scrub Daddy. Stop giving them answers, Bobby. Bobby's just giving he's giving them the answers. This is a game. You guys figure it out on your own while Bobby tells you all the answers. So best item, now we're talking about the presentation, the comedy, unintentional comedy, or actually the functionality of the item. Uh, it's a mix of both, and if if someone picks okay. something that's absolutely hilarious, that's no longer in, on the market, that was from years ago, even then, I like I will verify that these things actually exist. But if I see something that I, did exist and is no longer on the market, if it was funny or it seems like something, yeah, I really want that. Then it, it, it's it's completely up to me because Danny DeVito would have been good in some serious roles that they were talking about, but I would with the comedy aspect. Because, gosh, you would make a good Ryan Gosling in the notebook. <laughs> I still have a couple of ideas in my head, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm like Bobby. I'm not going to throw them out. I'm not going to share. And as always, gifts are encouraged. and they're, they're a good tiebreaker, right, Grant? Oh, yeah, they're a great tiebreaker. I mean, the gif of Ryan uh, Gosling kissing whatever her name was. I don't even remember who the female role is. Uh, Rachel McAdams, have some respect. I don't, I don't need to have any respect. The only reason I know that is because they mentioned it on It's Always Sunny while D was in the – in the uh, whatever psychiatrist's office. We got anything else on the show, guys? We're getting out of here. I don't know. I mean, was there anything else we were supposed to talk about? I mean, I don't. I don't think we need to talk about football. No, no I feel I like we're good. We uh, stop talking. Have you ever had like an Uber <laughs> driver where you ask him how this happened after on the way back from Ballast Point? Like at the very beginning of the ride, I'm like, "Hey, how's your night going?" Dude shuts up for 20 minutes the entire ride. Oh my god! And so then funny. does not say a word. And then as soon as we're getting out of the car, the most chatty guy in the world. Thanks, guys. I really enjoyed you having you. Did you have a good night? All right, guys. Where are you up to later? You have fun? I'm like, he literally, I asked him a question. And he is just, this a bonus Grant's rant? Is that what's happening right here? We, just, we could have saved this one for next week. But, uh, Grant, we are up against the clock. We're supposed to be in and out within an hour. I think we're over the time. So uh, I, I don't think we're over the time. Well, maybe we're over the time. I don't know. We had that pause in there. Guys. We paused because my microphone uh, messed up. But you guys didn't even notice because I'm so good at pausing. Guess in the uh, in, in the comment section where we actually paused. You might be able to guess it. It's there. Yeah, I would you say guess, it's really yeah. There's no T-shirt for that, but just for funsies. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's the show, guys. I uh, hope you enjoy the absolutely epic early week podcast for week five. He's Bobby. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Oh. See you, kids. Love y'all.